I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, lovely listeners. It's so great to be back. It's great that you're here with us or in spirit or whatever. Um, And we have some exciting guests today. My name is Lee, as always. I'm Lauren. And? I'm Kaylin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Garrett. Uh, We're so excited to have Kaylin and Garrett with us today. Um, Garrett is actually also a podcast host over on Spotify, right? Yes, on Spotify, Spotify Apple Music, iHeartRadio, actually, too. Oh, wow. All the places, yeah. Would you like to do a little plug, tell yeah. the listeners about it? Um, so I host a local community podcast called The Lee County Listener. So we were actually part of um, the Opelika Observer, which is a newspaper that doesn't actually cover – it covers all of Lee County, um, so The Observer. But The Lee County Listener, we are a podcast about sharing the voices, the stories, and the people that make up Lee County – because we really believe that this is community worth knowing. Like, just the fact that the universities here, that Opelika exists in the way that it does, that Smith Station and Beauregard and Auburn exist the way that they do, it's just really incredible. Um, and so our hope is just to sit down with community actors and leaders and innovators and bring that into the community. Sit down with, I guess I'm kind of rambling, but we like no, to think no, about No, no, that's no, what I'm we like on podcasts, yeah. But we like to think of it like a lunchroom. Like Lee County is this big lunchroom. And you know how like when you're in a lunchroom in high school, um, you like see those people across the room and you're like, wow, that person looks like they'd be interesting to talk to. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get up in the middle right. of the lunchroom to like go sit with them. Because like I have my people and like I'm comfortable here. But I want to go talk to that person eventually. And so, like, what Sam and I get to do, so Sam DeShera is my co-host. He wasn't able to make it tonight. Um, So we're missing him. Love him dearly. But we get to go kind of in between all these different tables and have these conversations with these community leaders and then invite the rest of the community in through this great format that we call a podcast. It actually reminds me a lot of something that Lauren and I did for a long time, Humans of Auburn. Yes, I was thinking that. It's like the it's just a different platform for Humans of Auburn, honestly. It Instead is. of reading the interviews, you're just listening to it. Yeah, it's like a long format Humans of Auburn yeah, interview. Yeah, That's awesome. I love that. That's such a, like, it's just very heartwarming to me, I think, to, like, take the time to really, like, learn about the people of the South. Like, I, I love the South. There's so much history here. History people don't, or, well, I mean, I don't love the history, but there's, like, just so <laughs> many people here that, like, I don't know. Their viewpoints you just don't really get to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there is a lot of history. Like at the end of the day, like good history. I mean, history just is history at yeah. the end of the day. Um, and I think the really beautiful thing that we've been able to see um, through the through the interview process, through who we get to have on the show, is just like, for example, we were able to have somebody who worked in the education system. So we started out Lo Chipoka, um, black man, and just like the way that he informed us about like, this is my this is my story. This is what Lee County is to me. And I have seen it through the last 60 years, um, wow. 80 years of my living here. That's crazy. And this is my perspective versus um, the people that are coming up in whatever field format that they are. Like, this is what Lee County is to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we get to kind of see that history unfold and evolve as it goes along. And that's really incredible. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And that was the Lee County Listener. Lee County Listener on all social media platforms, I think. 
<laughs> well, he says, I think we <laughs> are. I know, there. actually, <laughs> I was scanning myself. We are delighted to have y'all both on the podcast today. Kayla, would you maybe want to talk about your um, like story with writing and what writing means to you? Sure. So I've been writing creatively since I was probably about like nine or ten. Um, I love to write prose, poetry, um, pretty much anything, essays too, even composition essays. I totally forgot about my love for writing through high school because I was so focused on my academics. But in college... I saw the intro to creative writing class on Tiger Scheduler and I just decided to sign up for it. And now I have a creative writing minor and I've <laughs> loved writing throughout college. Got to meet a lot of really cool people and hear a lot of really cool stories through them. I love that. I What's love a that position too. piece? A what? A position. What was that one? Oh, composition. Composition. Like when you're writing essays for like argument. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a common core class. But I like the creative. <laughs> they still enjoy more. it. I, yeah. Oh yeah, I love writing. Well, Lauren, I think you and Garrett have been talking about some like topics for today. I'm blind today, listener. Like I have no clue what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm along for the ride, just like everyone else. Oh, along for the ride. Love it. Okay, so I think we should talk about community first, okay. just because we've kind of already talked about that, you know, the community of Lee County, the community that you have in your creative writing class. Um, we can, how, let's just say, like, how important is community for everyone? I mean, that's a stupid question. Obviously, no, I like that. Uh, what does community but, mean to yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like we all have experience in the arts here or writing. Mm -hmm. We all have dabbled mm -hmm. in everything. Um, so I feel like we all have some good perspectives on this. So someone other than me, mm -hmm. start this out. <laughs> well, I feel like for me, community is like, obviously like a big thing, but it took me like a really, not a really long time. It took me a while to find my like core, like community in Auburn, I think. Um, I would like say now, like, I feel like I have really good standing and grounding and like knowing who's in the art scene, who's in the music scene here, and, like, being friends with them and really getting to, like, indulge myself and, like, the wonderful artists here. And I, I found that through Weagle. Like, I'd say Weagle is probably my, like, biggest community. Um, I've met, like, some of the most important people in my life through Weagle. Um, and so I feel like my, like, senior year of college is very much going to be, like, the most bittersweet year for me because I, like, really met everything, like, started doing everything that I think means more to me for my collegiate career more than anything else. Um, but I'm, like, yeah. leaving. So, like, Ugh, We can't even talk about leaving <laughs> and graduating the community. But one more semester. We'll be here one more semester. That's true. And there is – there's community everywhere. Like, yeah. we're going to graduate and we're going to find another community. Okay, oh, then question exactly. on that. How, how do you – how do you all go about creating that community? Oh. Like, or finding it because it exists out there. And sometimes we just kind of stumble into it. Yeah. But a lot of times it feels like, okay, like I have to go out and make an effort to you do. invite these people in. Mm -hmm. Like what, is it, what yeah. does that look like for y'all? Because that's something I always struggle with. Honestly, I'm similar to Lee in that I found my community more later in college. Mm -hmm. Definitely when I started the creative writing classes, that's where I actually met Lee. Yeah. And I met Lauren through Lee. Hey, I know Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's also taken creative writing classes. I think for me, finding a good community happens when I put my efforts forward to try to make friends in the right place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the best way to do that is to be true to my interests and to find people who are genuinely 
in love with whatever that interest is too. Like mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us, it's writing or maybe it's music. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the most special place because you can share your art, you can share yourself and that's how good relationships are made. So true. No, I agree. I, I do think you have to put yourself forward. I feel like as far as like graduating goes and going to a new community, it would be like, like to refine my people. I'd like maybe like open mics and yeah stuff like that, like art galleries. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but sometimes that can feel like stuffy and like you don't really know how to talk yeah, to people. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the communities I've found in Auburn, I feel like one of the biggest ones is our graphic design cohort. So true. It is literally like, I think, our version of Greek life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a sorority, and like I, there's hardly any guys in our cohort that are in a fraternity, but I feel like that has been such a strong community. And I think it's because I just talked to them about design. Like, mm-hmm. they liked it. as I felt I we found a common interest, i.e. Mm-hmm. design. And then <laughs> it kind of just flourished from there. And then that's when I realized, oh, like, I have a lot of similarities with some of these people, like, beyond design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to have that initial connection and really hone in on it in order to, like, find that you have more interest in do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have more interest than just design. Like you need that, that. You need that like initial kind of like flashpoint. Yeah, of exactly. Like, okay, we are we passionate about, about this. this. Yeah. And then whoa, we evolve from there. It's like oh, you don't just like design. You like this band, or you mm-hmm. like going this place. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. What What does community mean to you? To me? Yeah. Um, I, I would say just some. Okay, so. Um, community that I've seen really well modeled, um, in my time has just been, um, in my time at living in the Auburn area has been, for example, like sidetrack, love sidetrack. Um, and the way that, um, shout out David and everybody that works there. Um, but just the way that they go out and love people well. Um, I think community starts with like stepping out, like an active step out into, this space of people, because we're all looking for connection. We're all looking mm-hmm. for a place to belong. I mean, we all came here to college at some point and didn't know as many people as we do now um, in the way that we know them. And so, you know, there's a moment we're all looking for some way to connect. Um, but somebody, need, a lot of us, at least for me personally, like I was really timid and did not want to step out and say, I need somebody to be my friend. Um, yeah. And so Humans of Auburn was that community for a while. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah, had no, those nights where was. everybody mm-hmm. would listen to my drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the community that got me through quarantine. Yeah, for sure. it was. Yeah, we would call on the phone and it was it was fun. Something I really appreciate, though, something I really learned to appreciate, though, is that the community takes work. It takes reaching out. It takes being bold mm-hmm. of like, I don't know you yet, but I want to. Yeah. Um, I want to know you well I yeah like I don't just want to like have this one-off interaction with you like I'm going to be intentional I'm going to curate a space that invites you into it and says you're wanted here you're welcome here um and that that's really beautiful I mean that's what community is to me like ultimately the the choosing like almost the boldness to allow people into your life because like that is a bold action at the end of the day to allow somebody into your life um and Yeah, so I think community work in really incredible ways. I feel really, really blessed to be able to say that. Yeah. Because 
I feel like community is something that a lot of people miss out. Like true community, like what y'all are talking about, is something that, like so many people are missing out on and craving. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more than just like a friendship, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it's more than just like a friend group. It's like, I don't, I don't even like, how would y'all describe the difference between like friendship and community? Because like, I feel like one on one, there's like there's people in Weagle that I'm not like besties with and like I don't know if I've even had a one-on-one conversation with them like just me and them nowhere else but like I still consider them like close to me and my friends and stuff because like they're a part of my community I guess that's a good question what was your question again like how what's, do, you, how do y'all you... define the difference between like friendship and community I guess obviously community is on like a greater scale but yeah I think community it has to do more with like affiliation and knowing that there are common interests, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but maybe you haven't had a chance to get to know that person well yeah. yet. Yeah. And also when I think of community, I think of common shared experiences and that yes. you don't have to know those people on a deep personal level to relate or to have a topic to talk about mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to be included in different, whether it's like events or mindsets, I think communities can be relied upon without having deep individual relationships with everybody whereas a friendship it starts with affiliation but then I think there's a lot more like personal disclosure and vulnerability yeah that is difficult to reach on a community scale yeah I would agree like there's definitely people in the studio that I haven't talked to but I see them like about to cry in the room with the printer and I'm like (laughs) how can I relate to that (laughs) Yeah. yeah I'm like girl I've been there let me know how I can help but I was reading earlier, I did a little research, because of course I have to do research for the pod, and I was reading about community, and it said that, like, the decline of connectedness causes your mental health issues to rise. Yes. Yeah. And it said that um, a study done by Queen's University said that 27% of people said they were suffering from loneliness because they didn't have a community, and then research at Washington State University says that people from all ages so suffer from social anxiety and FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is interesting because it's correlated. It's just, it's all inter, it's all intertwined. Yeah. Before we really dive deep into those quotes, which I'm very excited to do, we do need to cut to a quick ad break. First, we will be listening to man eater by Hall and Oates. Um, and then we'll be back to talk about community with our lovely, lovely guests. Please don't go anywhere. I have to stop doing that. I'm so sorry, everyone. I keep thinking that the ad, like, we have another ad going, and then we don't. And that's <laughs> the third week in a row I've done that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but I, like I, we said last time, we're just people. We're just people. I make my, y'all, I make mistakes. Too. I'm, I'm just like you. I'm impressed that y'all are doing a live show. This honestly is, like, pretty, pretty cool. We do a recorded show every week, but it feels like less pressure than a live show. No, a live show is pressure. Yeah. Like, yeah. someone is in their car right now, like, hmm, <laughs> listening to this. Y'all don't understand the amount of buttons I'm looking at in front of me right now. <laughs> no, you hold the power of the board. Yeah. I'm going to do some wacky stuff to it. Like, crush it with a hammer. Like, crush it with a Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, community? Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, so... so we- Yeah, what was the, where did we end off with the quotes? Okay, so basically 27% of people are suffering from loneliness and a research says that everyone suffers from social anxiety and FOMO. Well, not like everyone, but all ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just thinking about how those can like definitely influence how you interact with the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's like a big reason why we need to like, 
the U.S. as a whole needs more, like, free public spaces for people to, like, enjoy and congregate together, like, stuff like libraries and things like that, because, like, I feel like a big part of community is based off of, like, well, if you're, if you don't really have a lot of disposable income, you're not going to go to a coffee shop and meet, like, pe- like-minded people like you, because you don't have money to go get coffee, and you have to go spend money to be there, so I, I don't know, I feel like that goes kind of hand in hand, like, we need more public like resources for, to build a community libraries are great for that though libraries yeah, are great libraries that was actually great. one of our last guests we had on we had on rosanna mcginnis who's the executive director or the library director of opelika public library but she talked a lot about the importance of like the third space kind of idea of a free space a library especially where like all of these stories are stored and like you get to interact with those but like also like the children get to come and they get to be mm-hmm. kids there and the adults get to come and they get to browse books and learn a little bit more as they go along. But I, I totally agree with you about the importance of third spaces and to kind of hit on um, what Lauren was saying and something that was said earlier, like the importance of events too mm-hmm. and these opportunities to bring people together because like that's ultimately what events are. Like events are just an excuse for us to kind of all be in the same place. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the, the same thing. And enjoy yeah. the same thing. Like that's an instant like point of connection they're like, oh, you're here. You probably enjoy this thing too. All right, let's talk some more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like people are suffering from a, like a loneliness epidemic in a way. Like we're looking for ways to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think things like podcasts and all of that, because it's like our voice. Like as soon as we got off airly, it was like, wow, like voices sound so like these voices sound <laughs> so nice. But I mean, it's true because we we want to hear voices. We want to mm-hmm. we want to feel like we're a part of the conversation. Um, that's why I think it's so Sam said this a little while ago again sad that he's not here but he said it's not really a community until people start talking to each other oh I love that Um, yeah and so the opportunity for people to start how do how do we start creating these opportunities for people to start talking to each other to get out of their bubble to get off their phones to be present and that's another thing we talked about with a guest recently is like she's a teacher a sixth grade teacher trying to teach sixth graders how to be present. Yeah, that feels like an impossible God bless her. (laughs) God bless her. You make a good point when you talk about getting off our phones because my first thought after that is how technology is just overtaking human connection, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, especially with remote jobs. They're so convenient. They cut down on overhead costs with, you know, not having to pay rent for employees and they cut down on commutes. But at the end of the day, a lot of people now who are taking remote jobs are staying at home and not being around a bunch of people. And I think that means we do need other areas for connection, other mm-hmm. communities. Definitely. I agree. The world's changing quick. The world's changing quick. I've honestly seen um, remote jobs. I've seen them modeled well, and it kind of blows my mind. Um, because I think of, like, when I... I took a remote job, a remote internship, and it was miserable because I was having to Zoom with all of these people. And I was like, Zoom, I thought that I left that in quarantine. I don't <laughs> want to go back to Zoom. Um, but it is hard because you're, you're isolated from these people. And still, like, I've seen people also who have remote jobs who then go to these, thir- like, make a point, like, I have a remote job for the purpose of being in the community that I'm in. Oh, um, interesting. Which is, yeah, I... I it kind of blows my mind because I was like, oh, that's not something I would have thought yeah, of. Yeah, that's that's refreshing. Yeah, <laughs> because like I have some friends who on purpose take remote jobs so that they can be more involved with the community. Um, mm-hmm. 
and offer, does it offer more flexibility with schedule and it stuff like offers that? more flexibility so like i have a lot of friends that will take the remote jobs and they will go and work with other friends that have remote jobs like at their houses mm-hmm. or um, oh, that's so wholesome <laughs> <laughs> or like at a coffee shop and, and it's like it's really sweet because it does kind of offer up a little bit more flexibility i think we do lose a little bit of like there there is something special about like going into a, a workspace mm-hmm. of like okay like i share this we're in this trouble so I work um, as a parapro at Borgard High School as well. And, like, it is kind of nice. You know, at the end of the day, I, like, go into one of the other teachers' rooms, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this student. <laughs> and she's like, yes. <laughs> and, like, you don't get that in the remote jobs, but there, there's a trade-off. But I feel like the remote job, it takes effort to seek out that community. Like, the burden yeah. is now on you. Like, if you're going to take that remote job, the burden is now on you to go and find the community or to go and be a part of that community because work is like a little bit built in. Even if you don't necessarily like your coworkers, yes. they're still there. <laughs> and you have right. a responsibility to be there consistently, which I think is really important to building a community is you have to keep showing up. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so true. That, you have to. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Like literally just by showing up in the same place consistently will change your life. And that oh, does yeah. take like, I mean, that's hard sometimes because sometimes you're like, well, I'm not getting paid for this. It's not really required in any way. But it's like the the like you're getting paid like by social like it or not by so that's bad. But like by indulging like your hobbies and interests and your time and commitment like with these people around you like that's what builds a community. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This like, is kind. Of, oh, sorry. No, 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 you go, you go. I, I was just gonna say this reminds me of like uh like my both my grandparents are retired now, and um they are like far and wide the most act like in it like active people in their community that I've like really ever met like they do so so much with their church but they also do a lot with like meals on wheels and they also do a lot with um like people in um, retirement homes and they like do birding things and then library things and it's like like, it's this crazy (laughs) amount and it's also like like it feels like well if they're doing that with like no job it means like it's possible one at any age in any place, you know, like you can find a place where you fit in, but also like you can kind of supplement remote jobs with that. And that means like, you know, you can have a remote job and then go out and just what you were saying, Garrett, like you can use that time to be with the people around you. Yeah. People are begging for connection. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter Mm -hmm. of where, like what you're doing is simply a means to facilitate that connection. Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that just like kind of blows my mind the more that I'm like, wait, if I even just go to the same restaurant consistently and see the same people, eventually we're going to become friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's uh, really sweet. This is going to be surprising to y'all. It's surprising to me, but we need to cut to another ad break. Uh, the first song was kind of long, but we will be back in no time to finish this lovely, lovely discussion. Please do not go anywhere. And I forgot to fade in again Ugh, next time. All right, and we are back, everyone. Um, just a refresher, I'm Lee, your I'm host Lauren. as always. I'm Kaylin. I'm Garrett. From the <laughs> Lee County Listener Podcast, available anywhere where you get your podcasts, basically, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we've been Perfect. talking about community and, and what it means, and uh, it's a big part of Garrett's podcast. Um, and I feel like we've had some nice conversations just talking about how important community is and this is uh just me telling everyone listening just to auburn community in general i love y'all i'm so thankful to be a part of it 
Kaylin and I were saying earlier that we feel like whatever community you're interested in finding, you can find it at Auburn Mm -hmm. for sure. Like there's just so many different nooks of Auburn that you can find your people. There's lots to discover. That's what I've learned over the years. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And it can be hard at first. Oh yeah, for sure. It can be definitely hard to find that, but I do feel like as a senior at Auburn, it's Mm -hmm. definitely findable. I've seen a lot of people from different backgrounds and different interests find community here. To any freshman listening who's like, oh, I I don't have anyone, like, I haven't really made that close friends, like, we've all been there, but, like, you will find them, like, Mm -hmm. and it'll be so incredibly worth, like, every second you think you aren't going to find them. Exactly. I agree. Before we, like, segue into a new topic, I am interested on y'all's thoughts on, do you think that, I feel like phones and social media are trying to replace community, Mm -hmm. so I just want to get your thoughts on, like, does social media equal community? Like, obviously it doesn't. I don't think any of us thinks that. <laughs> but I just want to think, I just want to hear your thoughts on the phones and the connectedness. Them kids on their phones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you, I used to not be like them kids on their phones. <laughs> Having worked in education now where all students are given a laptop, which is like both a blessing and a curse. It's terrifying though, because it's like, We're just training them to, like, stare into a laptop or stare into a screen. Mm -hmm. And all of my life happens on this screen. And, like, phone, like, I went through a big anti-technology phase, all of that. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, learning that, like, okay, phones, the internet, like, this opens so many doorways for Mm -hmm. education, for connection. Social media can be a point of connection. And it kind of blows my mind, even though I kind of hate it. But also, like, it does terrify me, like, how much... Um, I see like my students just interacting with technology on a daily basis. Like that is where their life happens. Yeah. And I'm like, please put your phone down because your future best friend is sitting one desk away from you. Yeah. But yeah, you don't talk sure. to them. You don't talk to them at all. And that makes me really sad. Yeah. What age are you teaching? Uh, I work mostly with freshmen in high school. Oh, I didn't realize they were older. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's such a scary age. <laughs> it is. It is. Let me tell you, they are... They are a time and a half, and you quite <laughs> literally never know what's going to come out of their mouth. And I so work as a pair pro, and I'm 22. And so I kind of walk this line of like, oh, he's a teacher, but he's like not that much older than us. And so sometimes they just like forget that I'm in the room, and they will just start speaking whatever's mm-hmm. on their mind when like the teacher steps out. And I'm just like, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. I think – Every college class I've walked into in the past four years, a lot of people are on their phones, myself included. Mm-hmm. And I think Garrett made a really good point that your best friend, your future best friend could be sitting right next to you. But it's so common that all of us get used to talking to the people on our phones, texting mm-hmm. our friends. We don't really look up and make conversation mm-hmm. with the people next to us. And I think with myself especially, that's something I really want to work on. I think that would really help people find friends, especially in college. It can be hard to find friends. Yeah. But on the flip side, I have an autoimmune disease and being able to go on Facebook or go on other social media mm-hmm. platforms and connect with people who have that unique experience mm-hmm. that I have has been so helpful. And I think finding those unique communities that may be more rare is something that technology is just so great for. Yeah. So I think there are yeah. pros and cons. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Lee, what are your thoughts? I feel like it's also, like, just seeing what you were saying, Garrett, about seeing, like, future generations on your phone. It's, like, 
it's weird to think about because like I look at my like niece who's five she'll turn six in June and like it it scares me to think about like you know what she could encounter on the phone and like it scares me how much she wants her mom's phone my sister's phone how much she wants to be on TikTok like so specifically like my sister like if she's like looking at TikTok while her daughter Audrey is like in her lap or something like that's like fine but sometimes Audrey will just go take her phone and go record a TikTok which is fine she's not doing anything bad necessarily but she puts like filters on them like the makeup filters and stuff and I know she's not thinking anything about she's just thinking like oh this is this is fun I see other people using these filters on like their videos but it's like for me I'm like I know that she's gonna get a little bit older and and start looking in the mirror and being like well, why don't I look like I, how I look when, like, that filters on my face from TikTok? And, like, this yeah. is a little bit off, I guess. This is actually very off topic, but it does scare me. Like, yeah. I don't know, just thinking about, like, the value that – or, like, the I feel like so much self-worth now, like, when we were growing up and even way more now, um, is, like, self-worth comes from, like, how you're validated online, whereas it could be coming from people appreciating you and your interest and, like, what you care about, mm-hmm. like – in mm-hmm. a, if you were in a community versus with a phone. Right, and that's yeah. how I brought that full circle. Boom. I think, <laughs> I think it's not too far off topic, too, because if there's those filters, then people have misconstrued conceptions of what they're really like and then mm-hmm. what the people around them are really like. And I think that can be a big barrier to communities yeah. comparing ourselves to other people mm-hmm. and some of these filters are getting so, so realistic oh. that bold glamour one on tiktok that was crazy you can't even tell a difference when you th- put your hand across your face yeah so i think it does really connect back to community and self-worth i think having confidence is a huge part in putting yourself in a community and wanting mm-hmm. to connect with other people definitely what's one tangible step y'all think we could take towards uh like physical community Mm, that's a great question I feel like I hate to sound like the other generations but like putting the phone down like I feel like there's a lot of good stuff on the phone like Kaylin said like you can connect with really niche groups of people that maybe aren't in your local area but it's not I feel like texting someone online is not really a supplement for seeing and interacting with people in person. Because, like, I feel like we really saw that during the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. we can communicate over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you go stir crazy if you're yeah. not physically around other people, mm-hmm. connecting with them. And, like, I feel like it's just a human, like, innate human thing to interact with somebody and talk to them face-to-face and not, like, texting. So I, I would say putting the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it. the, like, biggest step could be, like, fall on each individual person just like when you're in a space where you could be on your phone or you could be like you know in your own world with airpods and like making the effort to just try and talk to those who are around you because like I feel like I know so many people who are lonely and then like they'll be like but I know it's because like I don't talk to anyone and so it's like one like that's good for you but two like there could be someone around you who also feels like incredibly lonely and just talking to them is going to change that for a moment at least. Yeah, I agree with that. And on a bigger scale, too, I think organizations should definitely put a lot of um, effort and investment into having more Mm -hmm. community focused events or even a lot of workplaces now are setting themselves up to be a lot more collaborative. Mm -hmm. So instead of having cubicles, having different offices, Mm -hmm. a lot of them um, have 
collaborative rooms where you can meet people who are in different branches or work in different positions. And even if they're not doing work together, that can really increase the sense of community there. And it can increase productivity and workplace quality of life too. And so Mm -hmm. I think organizations and cities too, if they invest in actually hosting events like that, or having spaces like we talked about before that are more collaborative, that could be really helpful. Did any of y'all go to Ace Bardware, the 50th Ace birthday party? No. No. Um, Okay, no, this sounds so weird. So Ace Hardware put on like a 50th. Like the local Auburn Yes, like the local Auburn put on a 50th birthday because it's locally owned and operated. And so it was like kind of a big deal. And so they put on this like, I literally don't know how to explain it other than it was like a mini block party, like in their <laughs> in, the uh, in the parking lot <laughs> and in the parking lot of the movie theater. There was like, um, there was That's a iconic. petting zoo. There was a bunch of free food. <laughs> there was music. You could take ATV rides for free. It was crazy, and it was just like it was just Ace like celebrating their birthday. And there was so many people from the Auburn community there, like so many people from Weagle because we were out DJing it, um, and. Bard was playing and then there was like a ton of families because there were petting zoos and food and like it like I literally that day like talked to my like talked to Will because he went with me and I was like this has to be like like it was emotional like I was like there's literally something so emotional about just like everyone being here and happy and like enjoying being around each other on a beautiful day like it was like I don't I think I might have cried afterwards because I was just crying over the Ace Hardware birthday party (laughs) because it was just so lovely it's a beautiful thing to see a community like enjoying each other and I feel like mm-hmm. we see that a lot in Auburn like Keelan and I saw that at the baseball game today mm-hmm. like yeah. everyone's just enjoying the vibes that so should, I, yeah. oh sorry I just feel like another important thing of about like being part of a community like uh, besides putting the phone down is like going to an event or being part of an organization where you know you have similar qualities yeah. or like similar interests as yeah. other people because then you're like you're already like a foot through the door. Mm-hmm. Like now you already know something that you can talk about and maybe it's become like less scary to reach out and create that community. Yeah. And speaking of events, there was just like you, you talked about a memory, something that like immediately comes to mind. So last Friday um, was the back gallery opening at Sidetrack. So there's a bunch of artists work out on display in the back of Sidetrack right now. It's really beautiful. Um, all local artists for the most part. And, so like, why, or opening and just like a lot of people, there was this group of people that started playing bluegrass music on the porch back on the back of sidetrack. And it was like, this is beautiful. Like live music impromptu, so many different people showing up from the community. And there's this Airbnb that's right behind, um, kind of in the, in the back space. And I was just wondering like, all right, if I'm a traveler, and I'm just coming through this town for one night, and this is all I see of, like, this community, I would be like, this is, like, I want to move here. I want to move here because, like, wow, here are people out loving each other well. Um, This just really blew my mind. I feel like that's why it's so important. Like, we have to, as, like, the human race as a whole, as Americans, like, we have to start implementing communities like this outside of, like, university settings. Yeah. 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 Like, I feel like a lot of, like, the things, like, the baseball game, like, that was a university event. And, like, I think about my hometown where there's, like, less than a quarter of, way less than a quarter of opportunities, like, we have here in Auburn of things to do there. And it's, like, if, like, it just falls on, I think, individual people to, like, 
you know, start a Dungeons and Dragons group or something. Like, do anything to just, like, interact. But it's, it goes, you know, third parties. Like, we need a third party place to do these things. Yeah. We're going to be listening to 104 Degrees by Slaughter Beach Dog. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Saturation Italicized, everyone. You are here. If you're here, it means you've been listening this whole time, hopefully. And so now I want to talk about something that's really important to artists, which is community, of course, what we've been talking about the entire time. Surprise, surprise. But I feel like something that I've really noticed in the last couple of weeks is how important it is for artists, obviously. But for an example, in Weagle, we keep talking about this as a community, but there's so many musicians in Weagle that get access to other musicians that they can learn from, but then they are introduced to people that like produce music, but then also people that can make the graphics for them. And I feel like whenever you have a community, you have so many more mm-hmm. resources. So I just wanted to see y'all's perspective on like how important community is for artists specifically or like creative people. Uh, I would not have any of the skills that I currently have if it wasn't for the the people around me. I think of um, just like the people that I'm in my community. I'm blessed to, to be around a lot of people that have put in a lot of work in a lot of different fields. But I remember when I first started doing the podcast, um, I do the all, all the audio editing for us, and so wanting to just like make sure that we have you know that cohesive feel. Um, I went over to a friend's house who's been doing audio production for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please just tell me the basics. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are like five things that I need to do every time that I do this? Because I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and then working on the design side of things, not knowing a look about it. Um, we used to talk about design things. Yeah. Um, but I'll just sit next to my friends and I'll be like, all right, so does this look good? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like a designer and I'm not. Um it's just so vital, just like that dialogue. And it was so mm-hmm. fun. Like even this morning um, we were talking about, um, Sam and I were just talking about like how how do we market this podcast better? Not in the sense that like we need to sell something with it, but like how do we convince people that this is something that is worth doing in the community, mm-hmm. like worth having in our community? And um, I was just like workshopping that idea with some friends that I have and we were just sitting down after a walk. We were sitting down over coffee they're not even really related to it, but just like putting it out there, like just putting something out there and saying like, this is something that I'm thinking of. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, I get so much better ideas than when I just try and put this thing together in my head. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Coming from the creative writing community, in my classes, we've definitely had to read articles, essays, poems, stories from people outside of the class Um, famous authors, people who write professionally, but I feel that I've learned the most from the people right next to me and workshopping their stories. Mm -hmm. Lee and Lauren both know this. They've been in classes like this. I love seeing the topics that my classmates write about, and especially when they take risks in structure, language, style, I get to see how they how they voice their creativity and it's really inspiring and also it's not an official cohort but I've had probably two or three classes with each person I feel like mm-hmm. um, I see the same people in my creative writing class at least half half of my class is always people I've had before and so we follow up with each other on previous writings we've had from other semesters we talk to each other about how we've grown 
um, we get to push each other in a way that's really special and it's never a competition. It's more of, I think you could do this with your story. And I think this style would be really cool. This source would be really interesting to add. And I've learned so much through them and that community. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, like, like I moved my my freshman year of high school because I wasn't really finding community um, in my hometown. So I went to an art high school. And of course, high school has its own challenges being high school. But I don't know, being around people that like made me feel comfortable and like, you know, being like a little artist in Alabama. And like, even though I was there were a lot of people that like I wasn't friends with or like we didn't like each other, honestly. But when we got to the creative writing wing of the school um, at the end of the day, it's like any any vendettas we had against each other, even though we weren't friends, even though like we were known enemies when we were outside of that room, it's like we genuinely like cared and laughed with each other because like we were people who were in the same community of writing and we were like, we all was do today, you know, like there was just a sense of community in that. And I, f- I don't know, I feel like that's the thing about community is like you don't have to love all these people. You don't even have to like all of them, but like you all share something that's the same in your heart and like, you know, I don't know. And that was kind of the first time, like, I was introduced to, like, what the artistic community can, like, be like for you. And that sounds bad because, like I was saying, I was, like, kind of enemies with some of them. But, like, it's only grown for me to, like, find that I always feel rooted when I'm around artistic people. And, like, if I didn't have that community, I think I would just feel incredibly isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I mean, it's this idea that, like, communities, I mean, communities, like, love in a way of, like, it's a nice feeling when it, like, comes together and you're like, oh, yes, like, this is working. But at the end of the day, it is a choice mm-hmm. of, like, you have to choose to be in community with those people. And there's going to be an ebb and a flow to it because, like, sometimes you're going to have disagreements and you're going to see things different ways. You're not going to be around the same people. You're not going to have the same amount of time. And so it looks different. But at the end of the day, your choice is I choose you. I choose this group of people time and time again. And that means something. Well, I think that's a lovely note to end this on. Does anyone else have any closing thoughts? Garrett, would you like to tell our listeners one more time about your podcast <laughs> so they can check it out? I just want, you know, yes. you don't know when people are tuning in. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, so my name is Garrett Martinez. I co-host a podcast with Sam DeShera called The Lee County Listener. It's a community podcast run through The Observer, which is a local newspaper. Um, and so we really believe that this is community worth knowing, talking about Lee County, all parts of Lee County. Um, and so we hope to just share the stories, the voices, and the people that make up this county. We have a weekly a, a weekly, weekly show that drops every Monday, um, and we have guests on from local church leaders to um, community leaders and artists and teachers, and we're currently in the middle of an education series, so that is what we're working through right That's now. awesome. Awesome. Love it. Well, I've had such a great time with y'all today. This has been a really, like, heartwarming and amazing conversation. Awesome. So true. Yeah, thank you for having me on. (laughs) This has been so fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you know, come back next week, listeners. Um, We already know we're talking about how to build a brand that doesn't exist. So that'll be fun and exciting. Um, And there's only one thing left to do. And I'm going to I'm going to clue y'all in on it real quick so y'all can do it with us. But there's only one time we're allowed to cuss on this show. And that's if you're saying War Damn Eagle. So you got to close the show off. So we always end with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, see you next week. See you next Tuesday. And War Damn Eagle.
Thank you for listening. This was Saturation Italicized with your hosts, Lauren and Lee. Tune in next week at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for more art and design discussion. And follow our Instagram at saturation.italicized. War Eagle!